Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. I'm Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. It's Thursday, and I guess you know what I'm going to say. Friday, trial run. Or part two, I suppose. Part one, actually. It's Friday the prequel, maybe? Well, whatever you want to consider Thursday, it is that day. So, that means it's time to bring back Tips of the Trade with Tapioca. I know we've been away from it for the past few weeks, but that's just because I've made my schedule a little wonky thanks to some drawn-out interviews and then my birthday bash special, but don't worry, don't worry, we're back. We're back. And I figured, since I know we're getting to that point where our Boom site newsletter is releasing and I want to feature student work on my podcast here, that I thought I would give a little bit of a tapioca tip lesson in poetry writing. So to give a little backstory, over the summer, I taught a poetry class through StoryArc for their creative writing intensive. It was just a short little thing, but I had a lot of fun with it. And I feel like we got a lot of good stuff out of it. So basically, I thought it'd be a good idea to just uh, sort of reiterate and refresh what I covered this summer and sort of go over it with you so that you can take what I know and what I've learned and take it into your own work if you so choose. Again, I'll, I'll preface this by saying that I mostly write poetry and there's a little prose thrown in there. So this information and this little lesson is sort of tailored to what I like to write and how I write. So it's by no means an end-all be-all process for poetry writing. It's more so this is what I do. So maybe you can learn from what I do and take that into your own work and do with it what you please in the world. So without much more ado, let's jump into it as them YouTubers say, or so I've heard. So step one basically is you're going to need something to write about, whatever it is, a feeling, a person, anything. Typically I write poetry when I feel a very strong emotion or I'm in a place that evokes a very strong feeling or memory. I typically don't force poetry. Like if I'm not feeling it, uh, I don't have any inspiration, I won't write. Now that can work for some people, but it just doesn't for me. So in that case, a lot of my poetry is written about love and specifically things I feel when I'm with those I love. And it gives me a very strong pool of emotions to pull from when I'm writing because I am a very love-driven person. I'm a very hard-on-my-sleeve, ba-dum-ba-dum-goes-the-heart kind of person. So I think about people that are important to me and important to my little heart fella. So that's who I write about. Yeah, so it's either people who are heart-happy people or people who are my cat, which is a heart-happy person, I'd say, but a little bit different there. So really, I write mostly poetry about romantic things or my cat. But you know what? I know that there's a lot of poetry out there that doesn't revolve around things people love and cats. So I understand that, but those are where I get my inspirations from. So find who your pool of inspiration is and take from it what you will. Now you have inspiration, um, assumedly, so then write. Just go. Don't think about it. Just write whatever you're feeling, whatever flowery language comes to mind or lack thereof. It doesn't matter how it looks right now. It's just words. You just want your raw emotions sort of displayed on the page right there. And it's like coloring. Basically, poetry writing for me is I color and then I add on the lines. Don't focus on form. Just write. If you are trying to get a specific kind of poetry, say like a haiku or one of the other various types of poetry that I can't think of right now, you know, you don't have to constrain yourself to it at the moment. It's more important to get the emotions down on the page and sort of like brain blast it out and then go to form from there. Because if you're trying to focus too hard on the form, your true emotions won't really show through as well, in my opinion. But again, this is just my process. So if you do it differently, totally fine. Just do it the way you want. I'm just giving some tips from a, I guess, seasoned poet. I wouldn't consider myself anywhere near a professional, but this is how I do it. I did win one poetry contest here at Story Arc, so I guess you could say I'm decent, but that makes me sound so cocky. I'm not. I just enjoy it, and I think that if I can do it, so can you. 
So here's just how I do it. But again, I guess you could take everything I say with a grain of salt because my process is not a universal process. So if you're following in my footsteps, then I patch it. I've found inspiration, I've written out all my feelings, and then now I can take my color and put the lines on. So I take my raw material and I work with it, sort of like clay. And I I read through it to find places where wording needs fixing because there almost guaranteed is some, or there's parts that need to be moved around. Again, this is where if you're writing a specific type of poetry, like a haiku, which is the only type of poetry I can think of right now, this is now where your format really comes into play. I don't know if a haiku would actually be very good for this process, but just in case, it's again the only kind of poetry I can think of at the moment. Sorry. Again, for me, I typically write more free-form poetry that I either edit to look kind of funky, mostly for stylistic aesthetic purposes because I like things that are sort of laid out in a certain way. I know you can't see any of the poetry I've ever written, but it is formatted in kind of like a goofy little way because I think it's fun and I think it looks nice in the end. And this is mostly for visual presentation. If you're writing it to be read aloud, say on a podcast, this might not be as important. And in that case, if you're reading it to be read, you really want to focus on what are important parts that you want to emphasize, what are important things you want people to get out of it, and then you can format it that way so that it's sort of like a guideline for when you're reading it aloud, like a little script. You'd probably want to maybe underline words that you think you should hit harder when you say it. This would be a good time to read it aloud several times, whether or not it's intended for it, because you want to get a sense for what it sounds like when it's being read either in someone's head or out loud if you're doing it for podcasting or a presentation or a contest. It's important that you know what words you want people to focus on, whether or not you actually end up emphasizing them in your written work or simply when you're speaking it, that's up to you, but this would be the time to figure out what words and what phrases and things are important to you. Now, back to editing. When I'm editing, I'm mostly looking for, again, aesthetics and clarity and wording, making sure that my metaphors are actually sensical, because a lot of times I say things like funky fresh and stuff like that, and it's not exactly up to my flowery language standards, so I've got to edit those out and fit them with things that are more aesthetically aligning to the way I want my poetry to sound versus just how my brain works. I like to go for a very flowery, very lovey theme with my poetry, which is, again, not something that everyone has to do, so, you know, I'll leave that up to you, but when I'm doing it, I'm looking for where are things that I am the most enamored, I guess? Where are the parts in the poem that I am expressing the most love and the most emotion, and how can I make those more prominent to the reader, or how can I say them more prominently to the listener? Another thing to take into consideration when you're reading it aloud or not is thinking about the beat of the poetry. If you're writing it and it's meant to be read, then it's important that you format it in a way that your beat comes across, or you word it in such a way, or you use periods, commas, etc., in such a way that they give the beat without you actually having to say it, or, you know, writing in little parentheses if you were a script, like, read it with this beat. You want the reader to be able to sort of figure out what you were going for, and if you want them to get the same message out of the poem or not, because if you think, well, it's about love in general, and so I think I want them to be able to apply it to whatever, then, you know, you can leave it a little bit more open, a little bit more unstructured than, say, if you're like, this poem is meant to be read this way, so you get the idea out of it, and then you would put in more structure. In my opinion, poetry is a very freeform art form where you can just do whatever you want and have fun with it. You know what? There are probably going to be poets who would disagree with me, but in my opinion, if you know what you're doing and you're having fun with it, go for it. I don't care if you're slapping commas every other word because you think that's how your beat should sound. Do it. It's your poem. Go forth with it. Be free. But, you know, when you're thinking about it and you don't want to put a comma every word or whatever, just thinking about the tempo and stuff. And this is also important if you were to be reading it aloud and you think having a comma after every word would help you keep the tempo, do that. 
Another good idea that you could do if you're trying to figure out how you think people will read it is having a trusted family or friend read it aloud to you. That way you can see through someone else's eyes how the poem would sound in their head or how it would be read aloud if, say, you're doing a podcast and you submitted your poem but you're not the one reading it. That way you know if the person reading it will actually say it the way you intended it for or not. This is really good. Also because it allows you to hear your words not coming out of your mouths. You're not judging them, but rather you can take them in as a whole and really see whether or not you think it sounds and flows the way you want it to. Now, of course, you don't always have to share your poetry, and if you don't feel comfortable with it, that's okay too. You know, if it's meant to be shared, you can share it. If not, keep it to yourself. No harm in that. All right, so moving on to the final step now is that you've got your lines, you've got your color, you've got everything you want in it, and you think it reads the way you want so far. Now just highlight it a little bit. Um, See what other flair you can put in if you need it. Sometimes things need a little glitz and glam and sometimes they don't. All depends on your style and if you think it sounds good as is or if you think it needs a little bit of tweaking. This step would also be good if you had someone else reading it. This would be a good spot to polish it off so you can take notes on the way that the person reads it if you so desired. So you've done all that. You've got it polished. Read it one more time, just once, and then give it the final okay. It's important to let yourself finish things because I think that especially in artists, we can get kind of caught up in our own head and our own perfectionism, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really important to say, you know what? This is done. I've, I've read it. I've had people read it. It sounds the way I want it to. I'm letting it go into the world or into a safe or whatever you choose to do with your poem. But just acknowledging that for now, it's done. You know, it's good to go back to your poetry from like from the past and revisit it and maybe edit it or update it. You're always growing and you're always developing as an artist, as a poet, as in anything. And at this time, you know, you're done with it now, but in the future, maybe you can go back and make it better and then you can reuse it. I know I've done that. I've written some stuff from like my freshman year of high school and I can turn it into new work that holds true to my feelings today and also is a reflection of my current skill level versus the skill level I was at in freshman year. And you can really do a lot of interesting stuff with it. And plus, it's really, in my opinion, funny to read stuff that you wrote a while ago because, hey, I have bad fan fiction saved in my Google Drive. And if anyone got out with that information, I'd be doomed. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I'll put that out there. I've written a lot of bad fan fiction and I whip it out at parties occasionally. And, and that will be the death of me. But you know what? I'm I'm fine with that because if I'm going down with a poorly written supernatural fan fiction at my side, I'm going down. That was a tangent, but there you have it. That's my poetry process in, of course, tangents and ramblings, because that's how I talk. You should know that by now. This is, what, our almost 30th episode. It's very clear that that's how I do things. That is how I run this ship. I am the captain. Now. Haha, <laughs> sick reference. Anyway, anyway, I hope you got something out of that. Again, we're all tin men, you know, and this is how I oil it and what oil I use and the oil and can I use. But if you want to use a different oil, if you want to use a different oil and can, I don't care. Do it go for it. We're all artists and we're all doing things our own way and that's totally awesome, but that's just how I do it. So don't take my word as gospel, but it is a good jumping point if you're looking to develop your own way of writing or if you're curious to get started. There you go. Now you have it. Now you've got a couple little mini screwdrivers in your toolkit of art supplies and do with them what you will. Toss them away if you feel like it or utilize them on your next Ikea build, whatever it is. So, if you have any other things that you would like to know more about, you can email me, haha, <laughs> sick plug, at Peyton, P E Y T O N, at storyarkark.org. I look forward to hearing from you, and I will be answering questions tomorrow, so please send those in, alright? I need questions to answer, or else what am I gonna talk about? Chicago again? Do you want that? Do you wanna hear more about the rats? I didn't think so. That is all the time we have together today. It's been lovely having you, and I hope you learned a, at least a little bit, either about poetry or about the way my brain works, which is a little scary, but you know what? There you have it. So I will leave you with that. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Stay safe out there. I will see you tomorrow. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.